Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, January 15th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Donald Trump's impeachment trial could start as soon as next week. Boeing seeds its crown as the world's largest plane maker, and UK-based startups enjoy billions of dollars of fundraising last year. Plus, Wall Street earnings season got underway yesterday, with Citigroup and J.P. Morgan Chase reporting strong fourth-quarter results. The FT's Rob Armstrong will unpack the figures. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Donald Trump's impeachment trial could start as soon as next week. The U.S. House of Representatives will vote today on sending articles of impeachment to the Senate. Yesterday, Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell laid out what's next if the House agrees to send the articles over. We'll be able to, in all likelihood, go through some preliminary steps here this week, which would set us up to begin the actual trial next Tuesday. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had been withholding the articles from the Senate for nearly a month. It was part of an attempt to influence the rules of the trial specifically to pressure Mr. McConnell to allow for new witnesses to testify. Just last week, Mr. Trump's former national security adviser, John Bolton, said he would testify at the Senate trial if he was subpoenaed. Mr. McConnell rejected the request by Democrats for witnesses, but the issue isn't dead yet. While Republicans have the Senate majority needed to approve Senate rules for the trial, there are still a few moderate Republican senators who might push to hear from new witnesses later in the trial. Boeing can no longer claim the title of the world's biggest plane maker. The Chicago-based company reported its 2019 orders and deliveries numbers yesterday. They were the lowest in more than a decade. As recently as 2018, Boeing delivered more than 800 aircraft. In 2019, that number more than halved to 380. At the beginning of last year, Boeing thought its orders would grow, but the plane maker was forced to ground the 737 MAX jet after two fatal crashes over the course of five months, which meant orders fell into negative territory if you count the cancellations. The figures were released just a day after David Calhoun took the helm as Boeing's new chief executive. The drop means Europe's Airbus is now the world's biggest plane maker, and Boeing will struggle to reclaim the title. Airbus's A320 family of single-aisle jets is quickly outselling Boeing's 737s. Earlier in the month, Airbus announced that it had secured 768 aircraft orders, up from 747 in 2018. Deliveries were up from a year earlier, too. And despite fears surrounding the British economy after Brexit, UK-based startups had a big boost in funding last year. The British government's Digital Economy Council says that investment for these startups passed the £10 billion mark last year for the first time. London actually outperformed other European capitals in startup fundraising. The UK's £10.1 billion was more than what France and Germany brought in combined. Investment from European backers is partly to thank for the boost last year. Capital has also come from the US and Asia. But this could all change once the UK leaves the EU at the end of the month. Many startup founders have come from abroad, and recruiting from Europe could become more difficult. And here's a story you should know more about. On Tuesday, Citigroup and JP Morgan Chase reported their fourth quarter earnings, and things went very well. 
Both banks beat earning expectations, they showed robust growth in revenue, and the consumer businesses for both companies did well. But not every bank that reported yesterday had it so good. I sat down with the FT's U.S. finance editor, Rob Armstrong, to find out what the first day of earnings results bodes for the rest of Wall Street. J.P. Morgan showed record growth in the fourth quarter, and Citibank, though growth was a little better, expectations weren't quite so high, and they cruised past them easily. One thing I'd like to talk a little bit about is J.P. Morgan's share price started at the beginning of last year at about $100 a share, and right now, as we record this, it's swimming around 140 I share what what does that tell you about how investors feel about the bank? First of all, it trades at a significant premium to most of its peers. So the standard way you measure bank valuations is the price relative to the what they call the book value of the bank, which means the value per share of the bank's equity. And JP Morgan trades at about over twice its book value. None of the other big U.S. banks are up at that level. So J.P. Morgan is carrying a pretty significant premium. Why? Because it is considered the best managed of the banks and to have the strongest and most defendable franchises across both business banking and consumer banking of any of the banks. Switching gears a bit, the picture from Wells Fargo wasn't as bright as what we saw from Citigroup and J.P. Morgan Chase. High overhead costs hit overall earnings. What does this mean for their new CEO, Charlie Scharf? You're absolutely right. Overhead costs did come in well ahead of what we expected to see at Wells Fargo, and that hit earnings pretty hard. Now, the context here, of course, is that ever since 2016, Wells Fargo has been dealing with the fallout from its fake accounts scandal which has taken up a lot of management attention as they try to deal with regulators rather than focusing on what a lot of other banks are focusing on, which is cost control in a relatively low growth environment for banks. Almost playing a little bit of catch up while they get their house in order. Yeah, or they have to start playing catch up now. The question you have to ask, though, is whether the quarter we just saw from Wells Fargo was unusual in terms of the increased expense numbers that came in. It is traditional when you are a new CEO at any company, not just a bank, to try to get the bad news that you can get out as quickly as possible. When you're a new CEO, you want the worst quarter you report to be your first quarter. And because what investors want to see is you making things better and better and better as time goes on. So basically, if they start at a certain level, the only direction that they can go in is up. Exactly right. So Rob, moving on to what else is expected this week. Today, Goldman Sachs is set to report, and later this week, we'll hear from Bank of America and Morgan Stanley. After Tuesday's news, is there anything that you'll specifically be looking out for? Well, we had very good results from the capital markets trading divisions at J.P. Morgan and at Citibank. Very good in bond and fixed income trading in particular. Did those guys do particularly well, or was this an industry phenomenon? We'll find out when we hear from Bank of America, Goldman, and Morgan Stanley. Two, we want to learn more about what all of these companies are expecting for 2020. There was a lot of rate cuts at the end of 2019 that could impact 2020 earnings negatively as the year goes ahead. Be interesting to hear what they say about that. And the good results from consumer divisions. Was that unique or are we going to see that at Bank of America too? 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, Donald Trump is due to sign phase one of a trade deal with China. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.